Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. Happy to be back on here for another episode, ready to, to talk a little hoops. Yeah, got a lot coming your way, actually. You got uh, men's basketball Friday night, first exhibition of the season versus Kentucky Wesleyan. That's what we're going to preview today and, and just kind of get into some things, probably, Derek, that we're looking for in that exhibition. Still some unknowns that we talked about on the mailbag, but then you're going to get the football mailbag and preview and everything. It's a busy weekend for sure coming up. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. Um, starting off tomorrow, you know, trying to wonder how much to take away from the first exhibition rotations, you know, how many guys get opportunities. I'm wondering how much we'll be able to find out um, from tomorrow. Probably, probably not too much. I mean, maybe, maybe a few things, but uh, obviously uh, the kind of exhibition you would expect Kentucky to win. Um, I like that they typically play small Kentucky colleges for the exhibitions. But I got to say, I tuned in uh, to Twitter, if you want to call it that, over the weekend. And uh, I saw, I think it was Alabama played Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette. It was, they raised some kind of money. What, what do you think about that, Sean? I think that's good. Didn't They've they, done it before, right? Yeah, they did the hurricane. State a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was a game that could not be televised. I think that's the agreement that there's no television for it or anything like that. It's, I think, radio only, and it's all uh, – they, they put those things together so quickly, too. That, But I remember them doing that. And if you haven't – I don't know how much attention you've been paying to some things, but some of these games that have been played over the weekend, Arkansas and some others, I can't remember specific opponents, but there were some pretty close matchups for – some teams that are believed to be second weekend NCAA tournament bets. Yeah, we've well, seen teams lose before in exhibitions. I can remember Syracuse one year. I don't remember who they lost to, but they lost one of those early season exhibitions. Uh, it, it can happen. But Rupp Arena tomorrow night, 7 p.m. tip, I believe. I don't know. That's what time I'm going to be there. Hopefully it's a 7. Uh, you know, Sean, I guess if there is one – overarching thing whether it be pace offensive uh sets defense uh you know what i'm trying to get at anything overall that you would like to see for this very first scrimmage that'll try to that might give you an idea of uh of what to expect this year i want to see the defensive energy I think that that's what I'm hanging my hat, my hat on. Honestly, at this point in the season, first exhibition, you would rather see, especially with a veteran team like this, guys that have played college basketball, the teaching principles to defense should not be a problem. You should have all your, your defensive principles and everything in place. Now, system-wise offensively, that's where I think you could have some hiccups. Obviously, within a new system like the offensive sets that Kentucky's going to run – the defense being better would be more encouraging for me because then you know that this this group is together on that side of the ball where it's more about effort than it is anything else. You want to see them good, be good on the glass. You would expect them to win the rebounding battle against a, a team like Kentucky Wesleyan. I mean, that's the if Kentucky gets out rebound in the exhibition schedule, I think it'd be pretty concerning, right? But oh, yeah. the other thing that I think I'm looking at, Derek, is and I kind of want to see it. I want to see foul trouble a little bit because I want to see where they go. If there is a situation where there's foul trouble, what do you get out of the exhibition season? You try to get as much realistic scenarios and situations as possible before you face Duke in less than two weeks. Uh, do, do you just 
there will be points where I think Cal will pull Oscar out, even if he's not in foul trouble, just to see what it looks like, to give him an idea of where he goes if that lineup, if, if they need it. Because there's no way that, let's just say Oscar plays clean and doesn't get any fouls. You're not wanting to go into Duke without seeing what it's like without him on the floor for a stretch. You thinking Lance Ware gets that first opportunity? He has to, I think. I think that they'll give Lance the opportunity first and then see how it goes. And I, and I think Lance will get the opportunity against Duke as well. I think it's going to be mid-November before you really kind of see this rotation kind of be what it's going to be, and it, it could be later. But the front court is going to be where I think it could be the most up back and forth because of just who who is it? Who emerges behind Oscar? Does someone emerge ahead of Oscar? We don't know. It'd be pretty surprising to me at this point if someone did uh, move ahead of uh, had a big O down there. Nobody's uh, going to out-rebound him. No, not on this I mean, team. Nobody. You should, should pretty easily lead the team in rebounding. Um, I'm going to stick with that starting lineup that we saw or that we talked about our previous basketball episode. I just think that it's the most logical probably at this point. It's given um, you know preference to um, – a junior Keon Brooks and Kellen Grady, who probably will take as many shots, if not more, than anybody on this team. So I'll be curious if Cal switches it up, though, for, for Miles College next week. Maybe he'll get some lineups out there. Um, and another thing, too, even though it's going to be exhibitions, you know, you're, you're going to have some guys who maybe perform better in practice than what to do when the lights actually get on. You might have, you know, he might have some rotations that he's practiced with that he wants to see, and maybe they click a little bit better than he thought. Maybe he has some that aren't as well, but you would expect that those developments would come uh, more, more than just tomorrow. Obviously it'll, it'll take some time for, for that to happen, but you know, just so many options. And that's, that's kind of what I'm going to be curious to see. Um, again, we can't look, too much into tomorrow but at the same time you've got duke less than two weeks from now so you've got to you got to go into that game thinking you got a pretty good idea and, and you would think he has just from practice already but you get two chances um to play some games that don't count to uh work together i'm interested in the chemistry sean just because you know we talked about this being a more veteran team i, I wonder a little bit at what point wheeler and washington started playing together and then I'm wondering how those two in the backcourt, that kind of duo, how the other guys are going to feed off them. Because in theory, you know, Wheeler is, is no doubt a true one, but I think Washington views himself as that as well. So how do those two guys kind of kind of set the others up around them? And if you're spread out, playing four out, uh, you hope if those guys are able to get into the lane, UK will have um, a lot of good looks offensively. Yeah, and does does someone try to do too much? Too that that's another thing when especially where you're bringing in dudes that have done, had to do a lot at other places where here they're going to have to do less and less is more honestly in this scenario when you're talking Kellen Grady the 2,000 point scorer at Davidson it's it's crazy to think uh, I was reading something the other day about players that are still in college basketball it's hard to believe they're in college basketball still and he's one of the names on that list given he played in the NCAA tournament against Shea, Shea Gildas Alexander. That's crazy to think. Uh-huh. Nobody's in college basketball that long anymore. But you've got Sheboy, who was a preseason All-Big 12 player of the year. You've got Sabir Wheeler, who was the guy at Georgia. You've got Kellen Grady, who was the guy at Davidson. You have guys coming back at Kentucky, Keon Brooks, who in their mind, they're, they're probably thinking, okay, this, this, this is my time to step up and do it. 
And I think that that's more so what we're going to have to kind of watch and see. Does someone try to do too much? How quick do they buy into their roles? And honestly, what are their roles? I think Cal has their roles in mind. But then again, these roles can change once it starts playing. And let's say someone emerges and they, they're better than what Cal thought. How, how many times does that happen, Derek, in, in sports where you think something of someone, but then when they get into play, maybe it's less than what you thought or maybe it's more than Speaking what you thought. Speaking of Shea, right? I yeah, mean, him exactly. on the bench being quad A green <laughs> for half the season. And, and that's not the first time that – I mean, last year, Devin Askew ahead of Davion Mintz, and then Davion Mintz becomes that that lead guard for you in the backcourt. Like, the, the thing that th – this is just so beneficial that they get the exhibition schedule because last year it was Moorhead State that, honestly, the result of that game is kind of surprising depending when you look at what Moorhead State turned into at the end of the year and it's the boy tournament team. But then you jumped right into an experienced team against Richmond. They need this. They need these two games, these two weeks, this film, the feeling of the fans in the Rupp Arena, all of it, just the norm, the normal setting before they go play Duke. And then the games after Duke, to me, are more important than what they're about to do the next couple of, couple of weeks. It's that early November to late November stretch is where they're going to really, I think, identify who they are and what their roles are going to be. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, you mentioned wanting to see maybe if somebody tries to do a little too much. Could you see it being the opposite? Someone deferring a little more than what they should here early in the year? Or do you think all these guys have that? Uh, I'm more so talking about the transfers. As you would think it's never really been much of a problem for a freshman who's just, you know, six months ago or what, seven, eight months ago, whatever, who was kind of the man of their high school team. But now, you know, I'm thinking of a guy like, and I don't know if he's even going to play, but a guy like C.J. Frederick, who yeah. I don't know how much he's really practiced with UK yet. I mean, I know I think he's going to see his role as a shooter, but does he just get so caught up in that one role that maybe he he does a little less than what he's capable? I could see that. I could see that, and and that's the thing. You, you when you're talking roles, I don't think that it'd be fair for Cal or anyone to pigeonhole these guys into one thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of let them let let them figure it out. Like is the like. Oscar Sheboy came to Kentucky because he thought it was a better opportunity, a better fit. We know that he wasn't thrilled with just putting his back to the basket and going on the block. Well, I got, I got news for him. I still think that he's going to be doing a lot of that under John Calipari, even though it's four out one in, when it comes down to it, you know where he's going to be on the block using that size, using that frame. But if he lets him take a couple of shots here and there, maybe it feels different to him. And that's what I think you'll see. You'll, you'll see some stuff early. I'm, I'm interested in seeing the lineup combinations that he goes with. Uh, even like I said, if there's no foul trouble, who does he roll with? Do we see a smaller lineup 
do like who is the guy if, if it's not Lance do they look at one of those longer forwards at the five and go really small how do they shoot the basketball what is their transition game like there's so much that we're going to be able to take away from it even though some probably think that it won't be enough to really know how good they're going to be you're still going to know I think what they are right now by the next two and then you'll have a better feel going into Duke of, of what it's going to look like man you're giddy aren't you you're fired up you can this. tell can't you you can tell like it's my time of year I love Kentucky football. I love covering it. But this is my time that I get to kind of just stick my hands in there and just kind of be like, all right, this is where we are. Last point I have before we uh, wrap this bad boy up, you get on the road. Um, I was just here thinking, because what you mentioned, I know we talked about a little bit, I think, over the summer. But you're mentioning Sheboy being on the block, things like that. How do you – Phil coming into this season about this team's ability to score on the interior? Question mark. Big time question mark. Because I can see Oscar at times trying to do too much. If the ball goes into the low block, I still think Oscar Sheboy is going to score his points on the offensive glass and then lobs at the rim because Kentucky's got guards that can get in the paint that's going to force defenders to help. I almost think that their low post scoring is going to turn to a guy like Keon Brooks, but I think it's going to be more of that Julius Randle type mid-post game. Now, he's not the same body that Julius Randle is and at Kentucky. You remember when Randle, they made that adjustment? I still think that was the biggest tweak that year, more so than Andrew Harrison giving the ball up more. I think it was Julius Randle in the elbow, mid-post, facing up, using his strength. I could see Keon being that guy that you could get a mismatch with a four on him and him facing up, getting into that game, doing some stuff with his back to the basket. But the way that they're going to be able to shoot it, Derek, I just don't see that you're going to get – like Kentucky's big on paint touches. But you'll – we talked about this last year. It would irritate me to the core that their paint touch came on a post-up in transition to Isaiah Jackson or (laughs) Olivier Saar. Don't stop doing that. Your paint touch needs to be your guard getting downhill two feet in the paint and shooters and then lobbing at the rim – that's where I think that their scoring is going to come from more so is their guards getting in the paint, forcing those bigs to help. You're going to see Damian Collins and these bigs completing some lobs because of the factor that they have shooters on the perimeter that's going to stretch you out. It's going to be so hard to defend this team because they can't just condense it anymore to 19 to 20 feet. They've got dudes that can pull it from 23, 22, and, and that right there opens up everything, mainly offensive rebounding opportunities as well. Good stuff, Sean. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? I just can't wait for it. <laughs> like I honestly can't wait for it. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the football weekend as well. And uh, we're going to talk plenty of football. we got a football mailbag actually coming up very, very soon. we got your questions in and everything. So looking forward to that. But I, I just can't wait to, to get in there and kind of see this group go against someone else. Find out where does Bryce Hopkins stand right now against other teams. I mean, it's a guy that there's so many dudes that there's question marks around. But I think that what Cal has this year, Derek, is he has options. He doesn't quite know what it is. I think he's identified some guys that he knows are are going to be there and be consistent for him. But I think there's still some diamonds in the rough that he really doesn't know yet. And it's those diamonds are not going to show themselves until the real stuff starts. And and we'll see. Yep. So tomorrow you can catch this game at 7 p.m. Of course, it's at Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky. It'll be aired on the SEC Network. Uh, radio, as always, the UK Sports Network. I'm guessing, Sean, it'll be uh, Darren Hedrick on the call. 
because I'm assuming Tom Leach is going to be in Mississippi. So different voice there uh, if you're going to be listening on the radio on Friday night. But, Sean, if you want to take us home. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub. Three locations, Pineville, Kentucky, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.